This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by J.D. Donovan, Creative Industries Liaison at London College of Contemporary Music. And we're here to discuss the huge contribution of music tourism to the UK economy. Thank you for joining us, J.D. No worries, Clayton. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome, sir. So please tell us about your role as Creative Industries Liaison at the LCCM. Creative Industries Liaison, it's my job to know what's going on and link everyone together from young people getting their first steps going in music to major artists to industry organisations like UK Music who put together um, the recent report that came out. That's my job to connect everyone together in a, in a fun way. There is this report that we're going to be talking about today, intriguingly entitled Here, There and Everywhere. And for those that don't know, that's a Beatles song. Very well placed um, for you to be talking about this report here. It's about the contribution of music tourism to the UK economy. There are some pretty key findings there, aren't there? Overall, it's a hugely positive report. It shows how critical the music industry is to the UK economy as a whole and actually how people from across the world come to our this island, you could say, to see all our, all our amazing musical talent. But really interestingly, the report doesn't just talk about the UK as one, it splits it down and into constituent regions. And that shows that music, the music industry and the music economy is critical as a lifeblood to the flourishing smaller local regional economies and how it contributes to jobs, to employment and, and also to the development of the next wave of musical talent. The report highlights this significance of music in supporting full-time jobs. Could you explain how music tourism contributes to this sort of job creation in the UK? Sometimes I think people think the music industry is just about superstar artists that you see, the Harry Styles, is the 1975 um, self-esteem and, and in individuals like that. But it, there's a huge support network around those artists um, that make them superstars they are. Whether that's, you know, the local pub they first got their first gig in to get them started, whether it's, you know, a festival where you've got, you know, artist managers, live agents booking the festival, people in VIP hospitality, people working in the bars on front of house, the sound engineers, everyone associated. I'd run out of fingers on my hands to try and count all the various roles that there are within music. So when music flourishes, jobs are created and the report looking back at last year, 2022, shows that music tourism sustained 56,000 jobs across the UK. And music tourism isn't just people flying in from, you know, here, there and everywhere across the world to the UK to see their favourite artists. It's also us within the UK actually travelling around to different regions. For example, I'm going to a festival at the end of this month, it's in Derbyshire. That counts me as a domestic music tourist. So the number of music tourists attending live events across the UK in 2022 was 14.4 million, of which 13.3 million were domestic music tourists. So it just goes to show that, you know, there is an ecosystem and it's we're all included in it. And there are some serious amounts of money being generated because there are figures being banded about of 6.6 billion in spending basically via music tourism. You know, those are big figures. That that pays for some doctors and nurses, doesn't it? <laughs> well, well, we can't quite comment there, but it, it, it's, it's sometimes, again, I think people think the music industry is showbiz, you know, but it's it's a huge revenue generator for our, for our economy and also an, a massive export sector. So exports and 
um, you know, exporting our fantastic musical talent across the world through streaming, through other methods, in 2021 rose to 2.5 billion pounds of export. Now, that was a study carried out a little while ago. When we get to the 2022 version of that, that's going to have increased. Um, so the music industry contributes a staggering amount to our UK economy. And sometimes, you know, people don't realise that. And also, I think that, you know, national government level don't quite realise that either. And, and there's sometimes not quite the support in place that there should be to continue to help our sector really flourish. And also, it's not just really about the financial gains, even though, you know, I've pushed that in the conversation so far. There are some real cultural and societal benefits that regions in the UK experience by embracing music tourism. Massively. Um, you, you mentioned the Beatles, well, that's Liverpool. Well, Liverpool's such a vibrant city, isn't it? And it's because of its musical heritage. Manchester, the same. You know, the Southwest, you know, it's not just people surfing in Cornwall or going for green tea and scones. It's, you know, <laughs> Glastonbury. It's Boardmasters Festival. You know, there's there's so many areas that music is is so intrinsic to our British cultural identity all different genres, all different styles. And people from across the world recognise that. I always say in my line of work, especially working with international colleagues, that the cool stuff starts in the UK. No offence to everyone else. It's changing a little bit as the world becomes more globalised. Latin music, for example, Afrobeats from Nigeria and elsewhere. But, you know, it tends to come through the UK in some some place, some shape, some form. And and the world recognises that. We are sort of the capital country, perhaps, for people wanting to discover the next thing. And, you know, we're talking about the, the, the figures, all the jobs that are available. But we've done some research that shows that 52% of young people, 14 to 18, want to have a career in music. You know, but then about 42, 44% of them feel like it's unattainable. And that's, that's a bit sad. In some ways... It, it, they just haven't seen these figures. So these figures come out today. It sort of proves our, our, our proof in our pudding that, you know, you can have a career. If this is just music tourism alone, think of all the other stuff on top of that. And it's a really great sector to work in and contribute to, you know, culture, arts. It's not just arty-farty. There's hard cash, there's commercial development available and a long-term career if you want it. Do you think that there is so much emphasis placed on the music as opposed to the business side of the music business, that people often feel that they could make a valuable contribution, but because they don't sing or play or perform or dance or whatever it is, they then feel excluded by that. And then when you say that you don't do one of those things, which are, as you previously mentioned, arty farty, then you are then excluded from what could be quite a promising and you know, fulfilling career in music. Definitely. I talk about music as an ecosystem. In fact, the metaphor I use is a conveyor belt, just like at the airport. If your bag doesn't come out from the airport, that means something's gone wrong somewhere. Yeah. It's all linked together. Everyone should feel confident in the UK to create whatever art they want. You don't have to be commercially successful. Just do it because you love it. But those artists that do rise to the very top, they've got a huge support network of people around them. And that's what I say to young people, that a career in music is the ultimate backstage path that you can you don't have to be a, a crazy 
a keyboard player or the best singer or the best dancer. You, those people need you to help their careers flourish. You need each other. And the music ecosystem needs you all to succeed so we can keep exporting, keep generating these huge numbers. And the local regions need you to do that so they can keep sustaining these, these figures of, of revenue into the local economy. Do you think the UK effectively, why it is able to support such music tourism is that multicultural diversity of people within the UK? Uh, critical, absolutely critical. And, and, you know, we have so many different genres of music um, that sort of come through in waves. We talk about the Beatles, currently you probably say it's rap music, whether that's drill, whether that's R&B, whether that's grime, you know, that's currently, the UK is the hotbed for that. You'll then have artists that come from other regions of the world to get a taste of that and to put that source on their track too. And then you, you'll have people going, well, I can't go and see a drill artist in New York, no offence to American R&B artists, they do a different thing. So if they want to come and experience it, they have to come here. They have to see that show live. Those artists probably aren't yet big enough to do a huge headline tour in the States. So it is all about that. And I think one problem we do have in the UK with, with art and culture in general is that the education provision around that isn't good enough. I see that firsthand working with young people, helping them get their careers started. That Although we have this amazing product, and there's huge commercial reports at the end of it that people are isolated, people are, you know, discriminated against by virtue of other things being prioritised for seemingly no reason. And there's not really much sense in it. The Culture Secretary tweeted yesterday, Lucy Fraser, in support of this report, and then followed up with their creative industries vision that the government is currently pushing and said that we're going to make sure we contribute five million pounds across the UK to, to local music venues and organisations on the grassroots level. Five million pounds is not very much money when we're generating 6.6 billion from music tourism. So this is the mismatch. The government is about, I don't want to do the figures, but quite a far way off in terms of, in terms of how they see that. And I think they need to understand that to support these figures and to continue to have this fantastic economic growth after the pandemic, I haven't even gotten to Brexit yet, you know, then they need to make sure you invest at the start. The, the bags have to get onto the conveyor belt somewhere, folks. Like, and, and that's that's really important to remember. But do you feel that the undervaluing of art, you know, we have some amazing artists and I'll stick with the most sort of popularly known, such as Ed Sheeran and uh, Adele and, and, and people like that, who not only draw crowds when they're here, but they draw crowds around the world, bringing that revenue back to the UK. And I can take an estimated guess and assume that in your travels, you see many people with just as much talent who could provide just as much vital resources and income and also happiness to people. Definitely. And it's hard to say. You have to still work hard for this. I think Ed Sheeran Adele are perfect examples of people that have come from working class backgrounds that have done very well for themselves through hard graft and talent. You can't just expect to, to sort of win into a Grammy Award winning career from, from the start. But I feel you need to give yourself a fair start at the beginning. Now, there's lots of talk that now is the time to get started in the music industry. Of course there is. You know, we're discussing right now and you can release your track on Spotify next week if you wanted to. You know, you can use AI to make yourself a beat now. You know, definitely. But that's still a little bit down the conveyor belt, right? You know, you still need to have a sort of understanding that that's actually available to you. If you have no idea about music before that, then because it wasn't available to you in school or you couldn't do music technology or the music department had no money and relied on the benefit of other people to, to provide you that support, then you're not going to understand 
what we're discussing right now because you'll never have reached it. So it's really important that we go right to the very start of this. And this is why the report released by UK Music yesterday, Here, There, Everywhere, does conclude in an about three to four key recommendations for, for local authorities, such as, you know, using music to regenerate and drive local communities along the way, creating a register for spaces where you can get involved in music, whether as a participant, creator or someone watching. You know, it's things like that that need to happen to support this development. Otherwise, you know, the last thing I want to say, and this is very positive overall, but we want to keep producing Ed Sheeran's and Adele's. If we don't do the work at the start, as I say, the bags won't come out in the conveyor and we won't have any more of them. So how do you envision music tourism evolving over the next few years? You've given us uh, a brief outline of the conveyor belt analogy and where that's going. You know, what potential trends do you see in the space? Well, I seem to have invented the tourism metaphor, haven't I? I can tell the report <laughs> One thing that's really interesting is I expect domestic tourism to continue to increase because of the cost of living crisis and inflation. So there's a couple of factors in play there. One, people don't have so much disposable income. So they may choose to go to smaller music venues um, in different regions to see their favourite artists or acts because it's a lower price point. Or they'll spend once to go to a big festival like Glastonbury or, or similar, and that be their spending for the year. But the flip side of that is people don't have a huge amount of cash to start taking holidays abroad or perhaps going to see music on the continent. We've got to remember that on a business side, Brexit has put up barriers specifically around the creative industries of exporting, you know, or our talent traveling. So artists that are at the start of their careers that might have a hit on TikTok or they might be the new favourite band, are finding it harder to play in the European Union, which is the closest um, next-door neighbour to us. So they're likely to stay in the UK and tour more here, which will give more chance for people to see them in different locations within the UK. So I expect that domestic music tourism will increase de facto because of where we're at right now in the economy, and I know that might change, but nevertheless. And then also international music tourism will also increase because those artists are not playing on the continent or playing abroad people will have to come here to see the new emerging ones that they're really interested in of course it doesn't account for the big superstars but there's we talk about there's for every one Adele there's probably 20 or 30 others that are just as good that are just coming through and people do discover them with the rise of social media so I do feel like the numbers will increase and I think there's some guardrails which are making that happen right now. So in conclusion, what key message or takeaway do you hope that our podcast radio business listeners will gain from the report? And how can individuals or communities get involved in supporting their local music scenes? Well, I think the key takeaway for anyone listening is that the music industry isn't just all glitz and glam. It's a major revenue generating engine for our country's economy. And there's no better time to get involved whether that's, you know, as a music creator, as someone that on the business side who wants to work on it, accountancy, um, you know, artist management, you know, talent, it's, all of those roles are available. And the best way to get started is by getting involved in your local music scene, whether that's the local music venue, whether it's a club night, whether you even want to program your own night, just get going. There are a huge number of jobs being created because of the success of the British music industry. And it's quite accessible. If you start and you get good at what you do and you're a cool person, you know, you don't need to have a million qualifications. You can just get going. Of course, knowing what you're about and upping your skills is always good. But 
it, it, there's no better time to start now. Excellent. So where can our podcast radio business listeners go to for more information regarding the report and any other ancillary um, stuff that they require? Definitely. There's a couple of places you can go. So the first for the report itself is UK Music, the umbrella trade body representing the UK music industry have commissioned this report. You can go to ukmusic.org and follow the links on their site. And then for us and everything that we do at London College of Contemporary Music, educating, um, you can follow us over on Instagram at LCCM London. Um, on Friday, we're hosting a Music Careers Day, which will be available to watch back online. We're having a variety of people from across the industry, mostly on the business side, coming to share how they got started, what their role is and how you can get involved. So J.D. Donovan, Creative Industries Liaison at London College of Contemporary Music. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you for having me, Clayton. You're most welcome.